Some buzz? Yeah, there's a little bit of a buzz. Now that might be. Smell really good. Yeah, I know. We have to get it. We'll bring well, up. Yeah, we've got. Why? We've got. A, I smell good. We have. We have a, a set aside section. For <clears throat> a that. segment called Spike's Love Life. Yeah, uh, we so, do. <laughs> welcome to the Transmit Podcast. I'm Spike. I'm Victor. I'm Samantha. And uh, today uh, we're gonna turn off, turn down the music a little early because we do have something kind of serious. Because this uh, touches uh, your life. Yeah. Um. So one of my co-workers who was one of my really good friends actually um sunday evening i believe passed away he had covid and he was hospitalized for about three and a half weeks um and so one of our other friends who also worked with us uh, set up a gofundme to help his family take care of his funeral expenses, as well as his outrageous hospital bills, you know, three and a half weeks. Um, his name was Charles. He was a wonderful, wonderful human. Um, he just touched so many people's lives and really just one of the most incredible people I've ever known. Um, and so, so far we've raised a little bit over $10,000. Um, but Charles was the only person in his family that was working. Um, he leaves behind his two parents and his two younger siblings. So, you know, we're sharing and posting about it. And hopefully the three of you that <laughs> listen to this podcast might be willing to pitch in a little bit to help out Charles's family. He was, um, he really touched a lot of people's lives and, uh, definitely made mine better so there should be a link in the description of this video right yeah. so and I'll, I'll i'll um if you can send me that i'll uh i'll put a link in that too in the in, show notes in the show notes yeah so anything helps shares donations five dollars if you got a little extra yeah go for it makes a difference yeah but moving on to some stupid things to kind of lighten the mood apparently Dudes or people that have beards are shaving them into the shape of like a monkey tail on their face. On their face. So like this one, his it's a little thin over here by the corner of his mouth, and right. you know he doesn't have the darkest mustache. It's like he works at the Beardaholics website, but he's not really a beardaholic. <laughs> right. I feel like this is a guy that works for this company, um, but heard about the trend and was like i'll do it i'll do it for the trend. website yeah um <clears throat> it looks wow. like a, a chin strapped chin strap mixed with a goatee it looks like a chin strap mixed with like a uh like a, like some sort of like a science fiction horror movie like a poster yeah it's just twisting into madness so i want to go to the one that i saw all the way down oh here. yeah yeah this guy who had like a people like it's easy to fix it's an attention cap capture <laughs> unique. unique okay Th it's things yeah things but that aren't synonymous with good attention getting unique that guy's got a lot this of guy has hair. the best one right i mean it it's looks like an actual full. monkey tail yeah, yeah right? it's it's full it's dark against his skin it you know it kind of the other guys didn't really like curl around much it just like <laughs> stopped at the edge of his mouth but this guy's like actually curls around his 
his lips to He's got like a lot of yeah. hair follicles on his face. Yes, oh yeah, he he, it's like he's got a great amount of density. Like that's my problem is like <laughs> yeah, my, yeah. my beard has to get to like like a week and a half of length in order to look vaguely like a beard. This guy probably wakes up in the morning and is like, "Oh no, I look like Grizzly Adams." So like yeah, I can't get the thing that connects. Like I, yep. I try so hard and like I yeah. that's why when I ever see people with goatees, I get kind of jealous because like oh. I can't ever do that. I don't have the hair that will connect it. So I can never have a monkey. Now, there's a quick breakdown, I think even below this, of the pros and cons. We know the pros, is, but the cons, like well, unique, yeah, again, easy to fix. I don't know about that. Easy to maintain since there's really, uh, right. But the cons are really where it's at. It's like not professional. Like good luck getting a job interview. That's like having a face <laughs> tattoo. But if you've already got the job. If you already have the job, go for it. Most people see it as Childish and not a style a grown man should be wearing. I agree. <laughs> Listen, if you're going to like a costume party for the night and you're going to shave it off the next day, go for it. That's hard. But if you have to show up to your nine to five, uh, I don't know. I like a how to grow a monkey tail beard. We'll start by growing out your beard. <laughs> Let Come. the beard grow. Go on. Uh, what's the next step? Comb the beard. Start shaving. God. This is like every... Decide which side the beard should go. Okay, we're breaking this down way too much. Shave yeah. off the sideburn. Oh, my God. Carve out the area below the bottom lip. What? Clean up the edges. Okay, this is all just normal shaving stuff. Oh, is that guy actually going to do the monkey tail? I, I'm not going to watch him I, no, I don't do the watch whole thing. That. Style and groom. Beard, comb, electric... So this is all very basic stuff. Like, beardaholic is like a very easy hobby to maintain, apparently. Well, yeah, that, that's is... like your hobby being brushing your teeth. It's like, oh, get a toothbrush, brush your teeth. Hmm. Beardaholic. Uh, so, like, I guess they just, you know, come up with a bunch of different facial hairstyles that you yeah, this, can. I haven't seen. This use. is like those like people from the Civil War that had the crazy beards that were acceptable back then. Yeah. I yeah. Lots of different types of facial hair. Let's uh. Let's move on to yeah. something a little bit more. <laughs> we didn't have a good segue. We did Ent not have a good entertaining. Idea. Now, I like this because this man is a golden god in romance to me. Look at this. It's middle of the night. He's got the speaker set up. Like, what? This is early 2000s hit, right? Oh, look. There she comes. She's popping out of the window. There's a little arrow there. <laughs> so this is breakup territory, right? Oh, yeah. What? He's got fireworks. This just reeks of like stalkerish. And we behavior. and we would know. Well, okay, it depends. Well, I wouldn't be a, like if I wouldn't be afraid of this guy though. This isn't No, yeah, this, this isn't, isn't like a scary. This isn't scary. This is just stalker. annoying. Yeah. There there there's there are tears of this. There's like hanging so out inside your room. I'm I'm going to tell you that to the two of you, you may not think this is terrifying. But perhaps for someone, I don't know this former couple situation, yeah. but someone that feels confident enough to go to your house in the middle of the night and make this much noise and not be worried about repercussions is actually kind of scary because <laughs> I guess so. like okay. he doesn't care. He's going to show up wherever he wants and with the karaoke setup force his and fireworks <laughs> Like it's, it's you have to get like a like a professional. Honestly, this is I I would consider this might be a little bit like narcissistic. He's drawing all of this attention, and to he, his love. 
he is, I was he's forcing this on her. She clearly doesn't want it. Um, and he is not concerned about the consequences and that, you know, who's to say he's not going to show up at her work next, I mean, make, oh make the rest God. of her life completely untenable. Okay. Obviously I would prefer it if like, if you show up at my job, sing some Metallica or something, come on. But, uh, but well, also, do, do I, we have something to talk about? Well, before we get onto that, uh, before, yeah. before we get onto that, I, w- I just want to say, like, listen, I was told chicks did confidence, and this just reeks of confidence and a few other things, <laughs> namely the narcissism you mentioned. It's pretty yeah, confident. Yeah, it's, it's confident, and it's... And it's, it's a little insane. Slight, slightly terrifying. But okay, listen, so I'm, hoping, I'm hoping this is one of those jokey TikToks that they make just for, for the fun of it. Like, this was more annoying to the neighbors. Well, than, he, he left eventually. Well, I mean, everyone leaves someplace eventually, let's be honest. Like they well, he le- on his own accord. Like. His own, well, that might be because she they cut out the part where she said, "We've called the cops." <laughs> oh, we, 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 hey, we didn't set up our thing. Like this is this. Look, we took a week off because I went on vacation. We recorded the Johnny Mnemonic episode a little early, and um, we, everything is. Let me tell you, this has been a, a behind the scenes has been a s show. Vic, listen, you're in charge of this, man. What, what's going on? Oh, are we gonna I cut this out? Oh God, it doesn't no. matter. We'll leave it. We'll leave it. Listen, we're going to this. It's All it's right. realism. It's, yes, you're getting the raw. It's just, and it's deal. it's not even it's not even plugged into the the TV. Oh, hey, we have to plug. <laughs> okay, so what is happening? God, damn. I'm not cutting any of this out. No, we are. You're you're getting the real dealio here. And the people in Audio Land are especially screwed over because they don't even see the screen. <laughs> That one guy who listened to us in like Idaho or whatever. Oh, hey, there we go. Now, we're... now, you, have oh. to, now you have to hit play again. Or just hit the space. Yeah, yeah that's sexy right there. Okay, no, now. So I want to talk about why you smell good. You smell different. And by that, I mean like it's not just stanky, gross. Okay, for one, I smell neutral most days. Man's like, well, musk. You know, as we're setting up, which we did half-assed earlier, um, we, we really did. <laughs> there's a lot of like walking across each other, and you know yeah. how when you walk past someone, they like there's bring like up a, some air. There's like a woof, yeah. and then you yeah. smell either like re- something bad or something good or neutral or neutral. Come on now, Jesus. Whiff. Um, I noticed <laughs> it first. I was like, "Are you wearing cologne?" I, okay, so um, listen, and, I'm pretty sure I locked the door to my car, and then Victor noticed it. But, yeah, I kind of smelled it in the kitchen. As yeah, you're kind of like moving around a little bit, walking yeah. back and forth. So yeah, I'm pretty sure I locked the door to my car this morning when I got to work, where my ex works still. But maybe I didn't because after a full like nine hours of work, I get into my car and I'm like, it "Smells kind of nice in here. This is not <laughs> me." And but I ha- I had to get home. Oh, and I was listening to the Tim Pool show, the Tim Cast IRL show, and it was, and I just said, okay, you know what? No, I don't want to deal with this. I'm going home. But then apparently this 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 heavenly aroma like permeated my my shirt and my skin, and now you're catching it. Yeah. Was this the surprise of that note? <laughs> oh. Because that same girl left notes under my win- and windshield Three wiper. notes. Was it only three or did you o- get a fourth? It was fourth? only three. It was only three. Were your like, windows rolled down or anything? No, they were not. 
Or maybe you just had like the world's worst thief break into your car right. and like like there's no, well there's nothing in my car that's the that's right. the great thing so and so they like they just left behind their smell I'm just thinking of this girl with like she's got a slim gym now and she's like popping the lock on my car but did you <laughs> but, I mean did you lock your car you don't remember I don't remember now like this is the thing Do you that, think she goes up to your car like every day and like yes. checks the handle I think yes. I think the car her car was parked like in front of mine Okay, but where did you park today? Today, I, well, listen, she didn't put like a note in front of my in my car the last last <coughs> yesterday, so I thought I was good, but I so I parked it, you know, in front of the store where I normally do. I thought we were done with this. Yeah, but then <laughs> oh, she parked by your car. You, <sighs> I. <sighs> you need to get out of this situation. <laughs> no, it's getting kind of like kind of a little creepy. Like, yeah. this I is am. actually scarier than this dude. Yeah, that you think it is. Well, like it's. I think I'm more afraid of the unknown because this is like very known. Like, <laughs> uh, like, I don't know. Like, it's able. You're able to quantify it. Yeah. Like, you, okay, there he is. He's acting like an idiot. I know where I can see him, yeah. and I understand what's going on. Like, this is like, so am I going feels, crazy? This feels like, too what's unpredictable to you? What's happening? And, and behind the scenes, this guy. Yeah, he's like in front of you, and you can quantify it partially because you can see it. If he was like hiding in the bushes, that's sinister. This is annoying more. I know. I can see how like for a woman, it's a little bit scarier for you. But for like a man, it's like I can go down there. I can kick his ass or something. I can see him like I can't defeat the unknown. Right. I have no battle plan for. I should have checked. Well, listen, actually, I did. I looked down the the deli aisle because where I work, you can kind of peek down straight down the deli and see people. And I saw her there. So I was like, okay, I'm just going to go. I went out the back of the store, went around my car. And got out of there. But, and then, then there was this smell. So now I'm living my life. You in, can't. In, uh, not you, fear. He uses music. She uses a sense of smell. She uses aromas. <laughs> you can't park anywhere near the store anymore. Uh, I don't. I have to leave even earlier if I want to get breakfast before work. God. Oh. Just one. Uh, put some stuff in the car to where you know, like, it's been tampered with. Like. Uh. Like a piece of tape or something. Or I don't know. <laughs> Lay a hair across. Listen, my life's getting really complicated. <laughs> I miss being single. Well, actually, I'm single again. I miss before I had a girlfriend. <laughs> I I'm just gonna repeat what I what I said to you the other day. Is all that women are like this? No, I think that's exactly that's, that's <laughs> what I <you> said. <laughs> what I said was. This situation has gotten out of control. You're having to change your patterns, your yeah. behaviors, and. It's very unhealthy. I mean, oh, I, I imagine it's problematic. You go to like the police station and they're like, okay, so let me get this straight. You think someone broke into your car, didn't take anything, no. didn't steal it. No, sir. But they just made it smell good. <laughs> Look, okay, is that, not, is that not weird, sir? Listen, my car smelled nice. Okay. It didn't, it smelled neutral before. Maybe, maybe a little musky because I left a, like a, ra- a sandwich wrapper in there, but for the most part, neutral. <laughs> it's like, hey, Frankie, get over here. Get no, over don't, here. Don't, please, please don't call more officers. No, no, okay, he's here. This Hi, Frankie. Guy, this guy thinks <laughs> this guy thinks he's uh, the victim of a smell crime or something. <laughs> it's like, oh, should we call SVU smell victim unit? <laughs> like, you yeah, think yeah, yeah. You got a, a girl. 
<laughs> this is the girl who's a free show. He shows a picture. <laughs> She's shorter than me. <laughs> this tiny little girl <laughs> is making his car smell good. <laughs> she also left this note on my car. It's a, uh, let's see. It says, I hope you had a nice vacation. It's like, so should we alert SWAT? <laughs> like, no, I'm just okay. It still um, just kind of feels looking. It's not. I'm not scary. scary. I'm not, I'm not afraid. Creepy. I just feel very uncomfortable most days. I mean, in a in a way, I'm not used to being uncomfortable. Like around people, I'm usually uncomfortable. So you know, all right, uncomfortable. Okay, well, <laughs> you know what? Well, this to be continued, man. Okay, so um, this next one I like because um, Netflix apparently decided this year they're just going to point a fire hose at our face and open it up with movies. Yeah, I'm not going to go through all of the beginning of this article. Like Army of the Dead? Come on. Oh, like, So these are, a, it says original 2021 Netflix titles. Original? Um, original. Like, yeah. like, like that's that's probably in the, the, the Evil Dead series, the Army of the Dead, top of the thing. So it starts with action. Shouldn't that be under horror? Uh, well, realistically, if you saw Army or like Army of Darkness, you'd know that's not a horror movie. Awake, Kate, Outside the Wire, Red Notice, mm. Sweet Girl, under horror, Fear Street trilogy. No one gets out alive. There's someone inside your house. Um, probably your ex girlfriend. Oh, c- come Things on. Things heard and seen. Thrillers, Blood Red Sky, Beckett, Escape from Spiderhead, Intrusion, Munich. Okay, well, I've seen Munich. We're oh, wait, gonna... this might be a different Munich then because. O2, Night Teeth, The Swarm, Woman in the Window, also probably your ex girlfriend. <laughs> We're not going to read all of these, though. Right? Well, it's a short ish list. Stowaway is sci fi, Romance, A Castle for Christmas. I think it's actually like a lot. Fuimos Canciones, Kissing Booth 3, Love Hard, The Last Letter from Your Lover. Last letter from your ex-girlfriend. There's like, okay, okay, there's like a movie every week. That's the thing. Princess Switch 3, To All the Boys Always and Forever, Untitled Alicia Keys rom-com. So they know that we do a show, so they're like, hey, we're going to help out the Transmit Podcast. We're going to have a movie for them to review every single week. Okay, we're we're scrubbing our all that work we did putting together the movie list for an entire year. Scrubbed. Once a week. Bam. No. Netflix got us covered. No. And Netflix gets the um no. gets the accolades. Sorry, Sam, you did a lot of work and we appreciate no. it. <laughs> See, Netflix um, knows this is gonna happen and they're gonna be like, Yeah, so many internet people are gonna be talking about us and we're gonna get so many freaking views and hits. Oh my god, but look, this is like Monster. Okay, like now I need to now I need to look and see if if this if, is actually the monster with with what's her Charlize name? Charlize Theron. Like is, on. Oh. is this actually original Netflix films? Or is it just movies that they've acquired the rights to? What's yes. the one where that woman was like a Godzilla? Oh God. Well That was a good one. That was actually pretty good. It got it got darker than I thought it would. Um Are those westerns? That's like, a, the genre they're bringing back. You see that? The well, harder only, they fall. There's only one, though. It's not like they're not bringing <laughs> it back in like huge style. So, uh, how, oh, okay, it's only one. I thought so, they were going to be. Well, they're bringing it back very slowly. Let's see. Double Dad. Okay, that looks. That sounds like something you get straight to DVD. Double anyway. Dad. <laughs> Double Dad. I want to see that so bad. That sounds like a porno, <laughs> quite honestly. Uh, Rise of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Oh, hey. Rise. What? Rise of it. God. So this shows. All that right, I want to see the schedule for this. It's every week. <gasps> but like the, they're releasing Tick Tick Boom. But like when is oh. one's coming out a week? But like when do they each come out? I'm sure we could find. 
that out. Yeah, so let's not do it on the show. Okay, mm-hmm. well, yesterday is March 12th. Yeah, there's a few so that, there, if you, that you, actually have ho- released. Hopefully days. you can extra Yeah, if you put all this together, maybe you could extrapolate using some sort of computer <laughs> model or something. Uh, at least oh, some I, of I, them. Ca- I care a lot. Uh, Moxie. <laughs> actually, that's a character uh, in, a, in a hell of a boss. That's a good that's The a good White cartoon. Tiger. Unt, Unt Graham King. I don't know what Who, any of untitled. that is. But oh my god, they said like, look, I guess do they know something we don't about lockdowns? Because like they're giving yes. us a lot of. I think con- this is just because normally they do like mass releases like in January. This is well, you know what? Actually, they do this all the time. Oh yeah. Every every month they release new films, so they might have two or three on any given day, but they'll release a bunch. Yeah, it's true. So that. This is just normal Netflix. I like this is I liked, news. I liked Horse Girl. See, that was Wait, is, is she movie. is she a centaur? No, she's just a girl who likes horses. No, well, that's a lot of chicks. What are you talking about? That's like saying that's dragon selling. girl. It's like, oh, it's a chick who's going through a dragon phase. Yeah. Uh, it was had um the the girl from Glow. Like some know. of these like I like this is like what like in drama know? there's like beauty and blonde. It's like Alice very Brie. very very like Allison Brie. Very broad titles that really don't tell you anything about it. It's like there's a chick who's a beauty, and there's a chick who's a blonde, or a guy who's a blonde. <laughs> Who knows? Bombay Rose. Bruised, just like your ego. Ah, uh, what? Come on, I'm doing all right. Oh shoot, I clicked the wrong thing. Oh no, oh. let's watch him at like do that again. <laughs> no. Well, looks like Netflix is doing their job of being an entertainment company. Right. Yeah. Okay, so what what else do we got? Is are we are we moving on to moot? Yeah, let's talk about this movie that we all watch. That we all uh, uni- Speaking universally love. Movies that come out on Netflix. Yep. So Mute came out in 2018. It's currently on Netflix in the United States. It has Alexander Skarsgård, Paul, Paul Rudd. Rudd, Justin Theroux, and the dude who played his name's Robert Sheehan. He played Klaus in the Umbrella Academy. Oh yeah. But uh, do you know? What it is to make your dreams come true, Leo. I see you working downstairs. You're a good man. This environment should not be like a fucking cartoon. customer. Yeah, a bit like an anime character. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's the problem with cyberpunk nowadays. Leo. It's kind of pushed itself so into the. Ed- well, that's not a problem, but it had to push itself into a new direction, and anime is that direction, I think. I want to know yeah, what the deal is. Crazy at least like Japanese style. Sure you want our help with this? Yeah. This kind of thing hurts my reputation. Daddy's gotta go. Oh, my favorite character. No soda. They got Paul Rudd for this. That's pretty good. Paul Rudd. Let me tell you. And Skarsgård. Wait, whose car needs a guard? <laughs> no. So it's it's second, the second, second film in sort of like a loosely connected trilogy. Oh yeah, yeah. This is in the same. I remember it's the same Something universe as a uh, moon. You need to make sure it's the same. I haven't seen it in a long time, but I remember it being. Okay, I gotta say, moon. You're gonna give you me have to watch moon. Trouble, big boy. Or are you gonna channel that famous Amish serenity? <laughs> So many things look to tell you something more intense than they actually were. Yeah. This is gonna stop right now. Well, when I saw this trailer, I wasn't super. Would you do anything for her? 
Um, oh, hey, if you see the YouTube page there, uh, Moon is like listed as something you can rent next to this. That's, that's how closely linked they are. But Netflix has this problem where um, either they're making like prestige television that you have to watch, like Altered Carbon, also with Skarsgård in the first season, or they're making almost direct-to-DVD or direct-to-video level stuff. Alexander Skarsgård was not in Altered Carbon. Wait, wasn't he in Altered Carbon? No. I don't think you even know who this actor is. Oh, it's the guy. It's the guy from the new RoboCop. Yeah, it's not Skarsgård. I don't. I'm not good with the. Okay, his yeah, name's Joel Kinnaman. Joel Kinnaman. Okay, sorry, I thought I got that wrong. Also, also in um, Suicide Squad. Correct. Oh, uh, that's the one. Okay, sorry. Alexander Skarsgård is like literal Swedish acting. He's, uh, okay. he's Pennywise. My bad. No, he's not. <laughs> no, 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 he's you're, not. You're, he's you're right. Eric Northman. His brother is Pennywise, but they are both. The sons yeah, of yeah, he was, Stellan Skarsgård. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So this Skarsgård was the guy in Atomic Blonde who helped out Atomic Blonde. There we go. Okay, the we'll joke. We'll go with that. No, no, that's also his brother who played Pennywise. Oh. That was a subtle joke. Okay, but anyway, uh, so yeah, they make this, yeah, they're kind of like this direct-to-DVD stuff, which, look, this had some good moments. Like, the visuals were beautiful, but that was mostly because they're trying to crib off of a off of uh, Blade Runner, like really hard. It felt like almost, uh, when I was a kid, my mother used to watch a lot of foreign films. Your mother? Yes. Why did you say it like that? Well, I'm trying to tell the story. No, I'm just figured so you'd that people, say your mom. You're putting some emphasis on some syllables, and you're also like mentioning mom weird, which, do we, do we need to send you to counseling? <laughs> Probably. <laughs> she used to watch... Uh, Excuse me. <laughs> right you there. sound like you blew your sinuses out of your face. <laughs> Maybe I shouldn't have sneezed next to the microphone. I sneezed away from the microphone, but I sneezed next to it. <laughs> I see some of your mucous membranes or something on, on the, the floor. Ground. Yeah, like, that was a hard sneeze. <laughs> well, she had like a thing for foreign films. Oh, yeah. And foreign films have like different like plots and like weird kind of like structure. stories and structure that like um, other films don't. Yeah. And they have subtitles, and I don't like freaking reading them because they're like in another language. This is why I can't anyway, watch anime. And the words go too fast. And it goes too fast. And as a child, I wasn't really a fast. I'm still not a fast <laughs> reader. He's not. No, you're, and you're, so, like, I didn't, I don't like foreign films. And this had an exact foreign film feel to it. I felt like I was watching a foreign flick. But, and it, and it felt like it was a, a foreign flick that would have taken place back in, like, 1920s or something. It's like... The, they yeah. always like want him to take place like before or during World War II for some reason. Like right. every movie that she saw was like had something to do with like World War II or something. Like a little bit before the Nazis came, and then like then a little bit during, and then after the Nazis came. A lot, a lot of big heydays. And but they instead of doing that backdrop, they decided to do future cyberpunk. They went to the Blade Runner universe, and they're like, "Hey, we're gonna borrow all this Blade Runner stuff, and yeah. we're just gonna place this." story into this world 
and the like the, the cyberpunk universe didn't even it was like almost inconsequential like it was nothing near there was no like weird kind of warnings about technology or like you know corporations overstepping their bounds or kind of like this right? weird there's just society no point. yeah it was, it was it was like literally just a veneer over it and realistically cyberpunk like you know approaches like film noir or film or like westerns or like any other like genre technically like handles like you know certain issues yeah and this does not like you have a, a noir setting and you can mix the noir with uh with cyberpunk i think that's very easy to do but they don't do that yeah no, they don't and also this movie's kind of dull in a lot of places. It's kind of it's kind of just like a what is it? It's like a revenge film yeah, basically. Yeah, it is. Like he he loses okay, this guy loses his girlfriend and uh he has to find her. Yeah, and then he finds out who killed her and then he has to go get revenge on these people. And then spoilers, he does get revenge <laughs> revenge on the people and he oh, yeah. saves a little girl from a life of of uh, crime, sexual abuse, let's and do, sexual let's be honest. abuse <laughs> <laughs> from the most obvious pedophile in history. So uh, who? So Paul Rudd is in this, and he plays a guy named Cactus. He's and like Cact- a very Cactus Bill, and realistically, he's my favorite character. Not Cactus Jack, Cactus Bill. He's and a very angry surgeon. Very angry, very like aggressive, very assholeish, and I love his character. He's a wall too. He's a wall, and I'm like, what was that little like slogan they had? Like. Uh, Fuck that guy, drop a dime or something. Or and he is almost a good father, but not quite. Not quite. Like he's overprotective. And that get, like he's a very That's interesting good. character. Paul Rudd in this is a very he's the more interesting character, honestly. Because yeah. what we find out is like this movie has like two like coinciding narratives, and you're jumping back and forth between the mute bartender and Paul Rudd's character. Nothing really felt like it was an actual subplot. It felt like it was just two parallel plots. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it was it was two parallel plots and they're supposed to like converge at the end and then like bring chaos. But it didn't really But I felt like some of that was spoiled because they already the two characters that meet at the end, Paul Rudd's character and Scar's uh, Alexander Skarsgård's character, they meet like in the beginning in a coffee yeah. shop. Those guys are supposed to be separate until the very end. And they and keep, then, but they also keep like kind of running. <laughs> yeah, into they keep each other. running into each other. So it's hard to like say like, oh no no. Like, it's like where's the buildup? Yeah, and like the pro- and again the problem with this like veneer of um, cyberpunk is like you're supposed to have like in um, Blade Runner like this super hyper technical like in like society bumping up against this old decrepit society, but they kind of meld together. But yeah. in this is like you know when when they made that happen, except it was only. Like this dude who comes from an Amish family and therefore is anti-technology. Yeah. Is having to navigate a super technological world that he already lives in. Yeah. And that's <laughs> the problem. It's like that's the that's the only that's the only place in which it happens is like this woodworking guy lives in the society. But like when he has to go to the library to get phone books, which apparently still exist in the future, which they're dying out like they're almost all dead now. Yeah, but the library still looks pretty new and modern. It's not like this is an old decrepit place. People are using no, it. Yeah. So like none of this really like matches up with that uh, with that motif. Yeah. And also like well this is this was a passion project and it was also like meant to come out in like I think in the nineties honestly or, or like, oh really or actually way earlier and maybe not the nineties but like this well, feels Moon like it was two thousand nine. This one was two thousand eighteen. So yeah, this Wait. was this has been in develop. This was in development hell for a while. Wow, you brought you're bringing some value to the show. Did some research. Okay, you know, Ooh. okay, I'm out of here. No, <laughs> no, that's done. true. Shit. No, you did. I'm just complimenting yeah. you. It's good. <laughs> I didn't do any research for this film. Yeah, I, I I watched a few videos before I went to bed the other night. So you know, I I I, I educated 
myself. That's good. And then we're passing the education on to you. So this is the passion project. So don't judge it like insanely too harshly, honestly. Yeah, I know. I understand that. And um, yeah, it felt like I understand that uh, the idea of it being a passion project and I can see what it was trying to be. Yeah. And so I, I can give it that, but it, I don't know. It just, it was when you're, when you're out there competing with some other really great films, well, you know? like, like the ones you're trying to like ape off of, like, uh, <laughs> yeah. like Blade Runner, which tackles full on, like these really cool, like dynamics of what it is to be a person and what is the self. And, you know, Blade Runner also has like this lore that's also just kind of hinted at, but it's, it feels like it's permeating this world very naturally. I have no idea what the deal with, you know, why all these soldiers are going AWOL in Germany are. Well, yeah, like, and why this, like, woodworking dude is, like, you know, like how, our, our, our our main hero, you know, what is he, what is he, like, why don't, wh- yeah, what why is he don't, helping in the society? Yeah, what why is don't the to? Amish, like, advance, like, like, several years behind this, so now they're using, like, regular telephones and fax <laughs> machines or something. <laughs> like, you know, realistically, you think, like, listen, you, that's you, you move, you, you just stay behind. It's like, that, it still would be an impediment to him. The Amish have to always be at least 200 years yeah. behind us. So when we move 200 years in the future, they have to move 200 yeah, years. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Except this movie is supposed to be set in like 2035. <laughs> Whoa. We have flying cars in 2035. Apparently. You could, you could tell this movie was made to like come out like maybe 10 years ago. In the not too distant future. <laughs> yeah. Got, well, that's the thing. Mm. Paul Rudd's character, like he's like a uh, black market... Um, like or not a black market. He's like a he works for a crime syndicate. He went AWOL. He's got a kid, and his buddy is like. Can we talk about the most obvious pedophile? Well, like you didn't pick up on it, I picked up on it. This guy's the most obvious pedophile played in the by, world. Character's name is Duck, played by Justin Thoreau, uh, who they they served in the military together, and the dude apparently helps children specifically, but like also works with Cactus Bill. Um, but there was a particular scene where they have this little girl who he had apparently re- like given her a, a cybernetic leg. And just the way he completely like exists in that scene, you can tell. <laughs> oh, yeah, this is weird. You can tell that it's not just like a doctor genuinely caring that their patient can actually walk now. It's like, yeah, you. Even before the camera comes out and he puts it right behind her ass. You, you, you can tell, like, you've seen, like, videos of, like, doctors being cool and entertaining, and it's very, it's, it's both professional, but also taking into account, like, some kids, like, you know, need to be, like, like, you know, made, have some whimsy in their life. No, this guy is, like, doing some kind of, like, just slightly inappropriate dancing. Well, and we talked about when they were at the bowling alley. Oh, yeah. He, Duck, made the comment about the schoolgirls a couple lanes over in you know about them being shaved and bare not and even shaved you don't have to shave like smooth pretty and right. tiny and and little and like let's let's not <laughs> use the word sorry that's no that's a direct quote from him yep we let's let's not repeat some of the stuff okay so also so he's those talking those skirts, about those, he's okay. talking about these young girls who are bare because they haven't hit puberty they've not developed and their short skirts and i mean the cinematography on this, I feel like they went a little too hard on 
showing that like this is what the guy's looking at. Well, I, oh, I say yeah. like it was, they, it was I, uncomfortable. I, huh? I, it was a it was a combination of cinematography and for some reason they gave the they gave the schoolgirl uniforms uniforms from like an etchy anime instead of like normal <laughs> schoolgirl like the skirts yeah. go down to like the knees. These shirt skirts went down to like like half of the mid thigh. <laughs> mid thigh. Like there was there was no reason for that. Like whoever the costumer was. They said, they, make it they, sexy. They, yeah. And they also kind of did it with the scene we were just talking about with a little girl after um, she's coming in for a checkup. Like, they didn't have to have her whole back of her gown to be open and showing her <laughs> underwear yeah. for it to be clear that this guy they could have shown was being like, disgusting. What they could have shown was that, like, the gown was open at the back by showing her upper back, but yes. then also showed him, like, pointing the camera down. This is the problem that the same problem that cuties had was they, they went too far over on one side and didn't just focus on this guy's depravity. Yeah. Yeah. And they, there's never, they just didn't need to show the things that they showed. And like, as, as a, a viewer, I'm sitting there like, why do I feel like I'm watching kitty porn? And so, <laughs> so the, the, the thing, so one thing about like going to like back to that bowling alley scene, that's more of that, like, um, veneer of cyberpunk where they have this really elaborate shot that is visually like beautiful but it really shows no it's really no serves no real purpose where they're going like this multi-level bowling alley that's just a lawsuit of people falling through these holes waiting to happen yeah just to show future society yeah <laughs> so like no one in history has needed that many lanes for bowling yeah that's like true. apparently bowling has reached a huge resurgence in germany in 2035. <laughs> maybe yeah, they already like it anyway. Maybe they do, along with Hasselhoff, I guess. Um, so, also, like, you didn't pick up on, like, the um, him being obviously, like, uh, depraved in that way. I picked up on it, like, really early, partially because of that. I'm like, okay, this guy's a little creepy. But then he's, like, talking to the whore. Oh, yeah, I was going to say, Sorry. was it when he was talking to the sex worker about, like, oh, yeah, you're, like, you're 15, si 16. She's like, well, I'm actually 21, about to turn like, 22. Don't he's ruin like, this for he's me. like, no, no, you're, like, 16. <laughs> why, why are you ruining this for me? Yeah, I saw that. And, I saw that coming. That's, that, that's, that's there. It's like, if I'm sitting there, like, to you, and I'm saying, like, you know what I love? Drugs. <laughs> you know what I like to do, drug? Hey, have you seen my new crack pipe? And then, like, when I start smoking crack in front of you, you're like, what? <laughs> so it's because, yeah, he's sitting there, like, and Paul Rudd's sitting there, like, looking at this guy. Like, you can tell he's uncomfortable, but he hasn't, he's not putting these two things together until, like, he finally sees, like, him, like, like putting, like, he tiny cameras camera. in his, like, patient's, like, changing room. Then there's a confrontation. You know, so I wanted before we talk about that conference, I want to talk about their whole like friendship. So it's very military buddies, yeah. dudes that that had each other's backs in the middle of conflict. That's the only reason I think, yeah, that that this kind of plays well. And so you get kind of the way that military people who have been shoulder to shoulder are kind of sarcastic and antagonistic towards each other because it's, it's all love. Yeah. But then there's some times where cactus bill, Paul Rudd's character is just the biggest asshole and it makes no sense. Like it comes right? out of nowhere. And 
Um, and then we started, you started to get into where he, he found the cameras, um, that duck had put up in the changing room for his patients. And he comes out and he confronts him and it's this whole thing about, I know who you are. I know what you're doing. I will break every single bone in both of your arms from your shoulder to your fingertips. No and just, kid ever comes in here again and stuff like that. Just completely like huge with, with this and, and don't ever talk to my daughter. Don't even look at her. And then he's like, but you know, man, I love you. And I'm <laughs> like, what? This is the, who yeah. wrote this. Yeah, so his kid, like, listen, he is like, uh, honestly, the Ugh. most interesting character in every other way. But you know, like his characterization in this way is like all over the map. Where he's like, he's like taking his kid to like, you know, the the this brothel in order to like, and and you know, like, and not just like saying like, oh, take my kid into the back room and have one of the one of work one of the workers look after her. Like, she's in the main foyer where like his like sicko friend is like hitting on women saying all sorts of vulgarities <laughs> yeah okay but then they're like they're they're in like the mall hanging mm -hmm. out being friends immediately and, after that scene you mentioned yeah. right and so then he picks up a bunch of peanuts and he's eating them and then the security guard comes and um is like trying to get them to pay and like he pulls his knife on them and all of this stuff and Duck tries to butt in and like, no, you don't, you shouldn't be doing this. It's your last night. You got your papers to get out of here. And he like freaking cold cocks him. And oh, it's yeah. like, and then, and then they go right back to being nice. But this is this the, relationship is, is insane so and all over the place. Horrible. It's insane. And, then, and like from even, a writing standpoint, all over the place. It, yeah. It's not even horrible should, in like a good way. We should mention how it ends too. Yeah. With, the, um, yeah. Big the, dude comes in. Uh, looking for the girl, finds yeah. out that you his, know, his girlfriend, not the little girl. His yeah, girlfriend. his girlfriend finds out that uh, Cactus Bill murdered her. Yep. So then that he was stabs his baby mama. So, yeah, stabs him in the neck. And then we see more of this um, this uh, relationship play out where it's like, like I think it's kind of I'm not sure if this was supposed to be a because like at this point, we we don't like Cactus Bill anymore because we find out he's like a cold blooded like yeah, murderer. Right? Baby mama killer. So yeah. we're like, all right, yep. cool. Stab him in the neck. Yeah, let's, let's watch him die. But then they kind of like rub it. They kind of like make it too much. They kind of like rub the the salt in the wound too much where he like he turns the monitor toward him yeah, as well, he's yeah, dying. He's like, not only does so, so the Amish guy, yeah, <laughs> he, he kills him because he takes the knife after he shows him like, I killed your girlfriend, a.k.a. my baby mama. He shows up, finds her. He says, oh, yeah, go look it up. And then he kills him with his own knife. And then, yeah, the pedophile friend comes in and is like, okay, I love you, man. I love you. But then also I'm going to tip the camera or the, yeah, the, <laughs> the screen. So, so you can see me pick up your kid. Right. So he, he's, he's, he's talking to Cactus Bill, who's got this knife in his throat and the dude's just gurgling and bleeding out. And he's like, should I, you know, I could take you to a hospital or I can try to do this myself. Do you want to go to, no, we shouldn't go to the hospital. And he's literally having this whole conversation just like completely straight. No sense of urgency. Like, None. like 
like as if he's got all the time in the world yeah when he doesn't right this guy's dying like him and this might seem like him like trying to like just like go through the motions of the friendship but later on we find out like no no he still feels for this guy this doesn't make sense in any way like writing or within his own logic yet he he knocks Skarsgård's character out and does the surgery on his to give him his voice back that he wouldn't get because his mother, his Amish mother refused to let him have it so that he could apologize for killing Cactus Bill. Like, there's no consistency like, in him either. he's obsessed with it. I, well, and this is the thing is, like, when you see, like, Paul writing. Rudd looking up, like, with a knife in his throat, with, like, the, the, the club he, like, the Skarsgård used to, like, beat his way through, like, all his enemies. Yeah. Looking up at the screen. Which is surprisingly not very bloody. No, surprisingly not, but... Skarsgård, uh, no, sorry, uh, Paul Rudd, his acting is incredible in this. You see the caliber of actor he is oh, yeah, yeah. compared true. to the work. He, you can see he's scared. He's furious. He's like, you know, like it, all sorts of, the whole range of emotions as he watches this monster like pick up his kid. Knowing that's, that's yeah. how he's going to die. Like. Knowing that's how he's going to die. And like, <laughs> that is like, and that and Skarsgård like do some phenomenal acting, but the material they're like plopped in does not do them credit. Yeah, was like, how do you bake a cake when all of your ingredients are just well, you, literal piles you, of crap? You have really good like eggs and really good like flour. No, I think it was yeah, I think it was good ingredients, but like a bad recipe. I think. Mm. <laughs> I, uh, the writing was just yeah. So, I think it was just there was like this idea, like this concept of like a a bunch of different like intertwining plots and angles coming together and right converging into this final cinematic, you know, plunge into the yeah. water, but it wasn't, uh, well, and then getting to the end, like, you it know, it wasn't as big as we could have hoped. Yeah, really. Uh, well, getting to the end, like, you know, the, the buddy like takes him and the daughter to a bridge where he took a picture of like scars, girl's girlfriend is like, and he's just, he's decides he's going to kill him. He thinks he's weak. And, uh, and scars guard, like, you know, he, like he's like getting dragged to the edge of the bridge and he, grips him like, you know, like a pretty good gable grip, I believe, and um, does the breathing thing. And this is the weird thing is like the water serves like no like thematic or like um, or there's no metaphorical purpose for it. Mm. Like there's no through line there. So like he's drinking water. He goes and drinks a big mug of water. But he swims. He swims. That's his choice of activity. There's there's no point to like him also doing the like staying super hydrated other than the pound into your head. This guy can hold your breath, his breath. They didn't, they never explained the holding his breath while drinking the water. Like, like, is he just practicing for when he swims or like there's, they don't. That's, maybe maybe it has to do with when he had his accident when he was a child, but they didn't get into that. Yeah, nothing. Yeah, see so that that whole thing. It, it was like it's so it's only utilitarian. It doesn't serve any other purpose than this guy. Just to remind you, this guy can hold his breath for a while. He he can swim across a pool. Also, he can hold his breath while he drinks a mug of. He's super hydrated. Let me tell you. Makes me feel like <laughs> I need to drink more water. Yeah. So he does the thing. He grabs the guy. Goes. And then, like, it just and out holds his breath, drowns the dude, and then, like, takes the daughter back to her her uh, mom. And like this guy, like, her grandmother. Uh, sorry, grandmother. And so, yeah, this basically the whole movie is like a lot of him walking around. It's really the scars guard walking around mute, and then bashing people yeah. with his yeah. carving, his wood carving. His wood carving. Yeah. I mean, that was pretty 
badass. Like the scene. one showdown that I was hoping to see was him versus the other dude. They didn't. They, they didn't yeah, even they show didn't that. Even they didn't even show, show, it. show it. Yeah, you see it in the background, which is kind of cute, but realistically, no. His girlfriend is like mysterious at the beginning, but really, you forget about her like until the end of the movie. Mm-hmm. I, yeah. Overall, it it's a nice movie to look at, but yeah. it's not. It's story wise, structure wise, turn it on in the back. It's a bit of a mess. Yeah, don't 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 pay much attention. If to you're this. doing like your taxes or you're playing a phone game, this would be nice to like look at. Yeah. yeah so like at the end of that movie, I was just kind of sitting there like that was not the cyberpunk movie that I was expecting. Well, especially gi- <laughs> well, especially given I, like, the- I didn't expect any of that. Well, especially given especially given the end. I know. Because, you know, it starts, like, the whole movie, he's in, like, it almost takes place entirely at night in this, like, neon city, like, meant to crib Blade Runner. But the very last scene, the big climax, is on a bridge that looks like, you know, like, you could find it somewhere. Yeah. Right now. Somewhere in the Pacific Northwest or something. Yeah, just, look, there's a bridge. We can sit on it and look at the water. It's supposed to be Berlin. Well, yeah. It's, but it looks, but yeah, it looks, yeah, like, it, but like, yeah, but seriously, that's the point, though. Like, you can find it in Berlin or here. It's not like, oh, here's a <laughs> cyberpunk bridge, and the big climax is at night, and look, here's all the advertisements from the corporations on the bridge as the backdrop to this drop. No, it's just, you know, it's eh, true, just a bridge. Yeah, so it was definitely uh, not what I expected. Yeah, let's put it. That what's way. the What's the next good. cyberpunk movie? <laughs> Tell me, it's upgrade. We we, we decided an upgrade, right? <sighs> Yeah, we included Did we that. On upgrade? Oh, upgrade. Let me tell you, if you let upgrade is a f- yeah. Let her see. I'm, I'm a little buzzed. See, you saw Johnny Mnemonic. I think that was my first time seeing Johnny Mnemonic. Oh, dude, that's a phenomenal. Like, listen, it's not a phenomenal like movie, but it's a phenomenal. And watch. I think this was our first, all of our first times watching this. Yeah, so it was. We didn't, <laughs> we didn't know what we we're getting into here. <laughs> nope. I, I I avoided the movie Bob review when movie Bob was still making reviews. Apparently, he's been fired from the Nerdist. Uh, but um, like I avoided that review because I didn't see the movie, so I I had nothing. I went into this cold. <laughs> so <laughs> yeah, upgrade is our next one. Oh so thank God! Hopefully that'll be better because this next time. Oh let me tell you, upgrade that really tackles a lot of issues. And I from my perspective, from both like as a martial artist and from the cyberpunk fan, that that's super cool stuff. All right, Sweet. so so okay, how about you know what you know what we should do, guys? Let's just let's just let's just go. Put the lid back on this peanut yeah, butter. Yeah, oh boy. Let me tell you. Yeah. I'm gonna, actually, I gotta take the, the lid off the peanut butter. I'm making some some, some sandwiches tonight. Eat those. Go to bed. <laughs> <All right. laughs> Look, if you're a super diehard fan of the, of the cyberpunk genre, give and, it a watch. And you have to see every single cyberpunk. Yeah. Then go watch it. So Otherwise, you, skip this. W- watch Moon. It was a better movie. Yeah. Is that even cyberpunk? It's not, but it's it's that's more. It's a different genre of film. It just takes place in. It it takes. It does have like um some themes from like other science fiction genres, but it's a lot more subtle and it's a uh, it's nah. a different it's a different feel it's a different feel. Nah. Thanks I, for listening to the Transmit Podcast. I'm whoa. Samantha. I'm Victor. Whoa! I'm Spike, and also what the f? <laughs> and we'll see you next time. We'll see what? you next time. <laughs>